Egbert, Margaret and Stephen stories by Jetta Bradley. For more stories, visit jettabradley.com. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen and the French Poem Margaret had a French teacher that came in just once a week to teach them French. Margaret had decided she was in love with her French teacher. And whenever he came in, she'd sit at the front of the class. The French teacher would say, Bonjour, my class. Margaret would say, Bonjour, bonjour, monsieur. Hoping and hoping that the French teacher would glance down at her and notice her and smile into her eyes. But the French teacher never looked at Margaret. Margaret decided that the only way to get him to fall in love with her was to write him a book of French poetry, because poetry was the way to a French man's soul. The first thing she thought of was that he always talked to her about greetings. This is the way you greet a woman. This is the way you greet a man. This is the way you say at lunchtime. In the evening, bonsoir, ça va, bonjour, bon matin, bon rêve, good night, and so on. She thought that she could make him see she was trying to greet him with her heart, and he would understand. But she decided that one poem was not enough. She needed to have at least three poems. So Margaret went home and she asked her mum if she could have three pieces of really beautiful paper, and her mum gave her a meaningful look, but did not ask any questions. She went into her bedroom and took out some thick pieces of creamy card and handed them to Margaret. Margaret went into Egbert's bedroom. Egbert was listening to music on his bed with the biggest pair of black earphones on that you've ever seen and loud classical piano music blaring out. Egbert eyed Margaret crossly. Can I borrow your calligraphy pen? Margaret shouted. What? Egbert shouted back. He took off his headphones. What is it? He shouted. He'd been waiting all day to come home and listen to his music. Can I borrow your calligraphy pen? said Margaret. No, Egbert said. Please, 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 please. I'll do anything for you. Anything, said Margaret. Okay, said Egbert. He took out his pen and ink from his drawer and gave it to her. What do you want me to do? said Margaret. I'll let you know, said Egbert. She went to Stephen then and she said, can I use your hot glue pen? He pointed to his bench. Can you show me how to use it? said Margaret. Ah, said Stephen. He was reading a book and he did not want to be disturbed. Please, said Margaret. This is so important. Stephen sat up. Margaret was hopping from one foot to another and she was blushing. He became instantly suspicious. Why, said Stephen. What's going on? I want to make a book of poetry, said Margaret. What's the book of poetry for? It's no big deal, said Margaret, blushing more deeply. So the red ran over her face and down her neck. It obviously is, said Stephen. Well, the thing is, there's this competition, said Margaret. Oh, blah, 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 I don't want to hear about it, can't be bothered with competition, said Stephen. Margaret knew that as soon as she said the word competition, she wouldn't have to explain herself to Stephen. So she had the calligraphy pen, the creamy card and the hot glue gun. Now she just needed to write some good poetry. She went up to her room and lay on the floor with a pile of doodle paper underneath her and she tried to think of a poem. She looked out the window at a bird flying past. She wrote down, bird flying past. She looked around her at the paper scattered on the floor and she wrote, 
paper scattered on the floor. She heard creaking underneath her and she wrote creaking, creaking. She felt her toes begin to get numb and she wrote numb toes. This is so boring, she thought. I'm so bored writing poetry. And if I'm bored writing poetry, he's going to be bored reading my poetry. She wrote down all her sentences together. Bird flying in the sky. Paper scattered on the floor. Creaking, creaking, numb toes. And then she fell asleep. While Margaret was asleep, the bird flew in through the window and into her dreams. The bird told her that she should seriously consider never writing another poem because it was really, really bad. The bird also told her that the way to a Frenchman's heart was not through poetry, but through croissants and coffee. She instantly woke up and the bird flew out the window. That's it, she whispered. I don't need poetry. I need croissants and coffee. She ran downstairs and told Stephen she didn't need his hot glue gun at all. Stephen frowned. What was going on with his sister? Margaret's cheeks were glowing red. Why are your cheeks red? I rubbed apple on them, Margaret said flippantly. She strode into Egbert's bedroom where he was sitting on the floor, measuring the size of his boots. He was going to make his own boots out of leather he had bought from a shoemaker at the market. Margaret gave back the calligraphy pen. I don't need it anymore. I didn't need to use it at all. Doesn't matter, said Egbert. I still lent it to you, so you still have to do anything I want you to do. That's not fair, said Margaret. It is fair, said Egbert. Anyway, since I'm not going to use your calligraphy pen and I haven't used it, I need you to help me find some really good coffee and a croissant. Egbert stopped tracing his boots and his eyebrows rose suspiciously. You'll need money, he said. Yeah, said Margaret, I'll need money. She quickly thought how she could get money. She had no money. Her parents gave her very little pocket money. All the money she had came from her birthday money. She went downstairs and she got $20 from her mother's purse. She felt bad taking it without asking, but she would put the remainder of the money back as soon as she could. Egbert met her in the hallway. I've got the money, she told him. How, he said. It's better you don't know. Come on, Stephen, she called. We're going to buy croissants and coffee. Oh, I love croissants, said Stephen. No, they're not for you. Who are they for? Oh, um, they're for me, said Margaret. Well, if you're getting one, I'm getting one, said Stephen. No, I'm not getting it for me. I mean, I'm buying it, but it's for a friend. What friend are you giving it to, said Stephen? Just, you know, a friend from school. What friend from school, said Egbert. No one in particular. If you're not getting anyone in particular a croissant, I'll have it, said Egbert. I'll give it to Amelia. She loves croissants. No, said Margaret. I asked you both to come out and help me. They got the bus at the bus stop up the street and they rode for about 15 minutes until they came to a large cafe. There were a lot of different pastries in the cafe counter. Eclairs, croissants, almond croissants, Weinemann, macarons, religieux, Paris-Brest, and there was a lot of coffee too. Suddenly, Margaret didn't know what to choose. Can I help you? said the black-haired, straight-bobbed French waitress to Margaret. You ask, Margaret said to Egbert, ribbing him with her elbow. Ask which one is the best. Egbert knew a little bit of French, but less than Margaret thought. Give me the best one, he said. If you don't give me the best one, I'll come back in the middle of the night and haunt you. The waitress flew over the counter and pointed her knife at Egbert. Say it again. 
No, no, Egbert said, shaking. Oh, Margaret said, looking between the two of them. Whatever you said did not go down well. What do you want? said a second black-haired straight-bobbed waitress. Your worst pastry, shouted Egbert, who was feeling very stressed with a knife still pointed at his chin. The second waitress took up her rolling pin and beat Egbert across the shoulder. A third waitress appeared. She was black-haired, but her straight bob was shorter than the others. Nasty boy, what is it you are wanting? An excellent croissant, whispered the trembling Egbert. Please let him go, shouted Margaret. This is all my fault. No, never, shouted the first waitress, whose name was Adeline. This is an offence. We make the best croissants, she said. And the best eclairs, and the best macarons, and the best... I think I get it, said Egbert. We'll have one croissant, then. One, said Camille, the second waitress. Ah, said Georgine, the third waitress. And a coffee, said Margaret. The three black-haired, straight-bobbed waitresses all swiveled and glared at Margaret. S'il vous plaît, Margaret said with a hopeful smile. After the coffee and the croissant, they still had about twelve dollars left, and Margaret was hoping she could put that back in her mum's wallet so that it didn't seem like Margaret had taken all of her mum's money. They went home, and then Margaret realised her great mistake. The coffee was already cold. When she took it to school tomorrow, the coffee would be stale. What am I going to do with the coffee? She said to Stephen. Give it to Dad, Stephen said. Yeah, well, he does love coffee, said Margaret. So they gave the coffee to Dad and Margaret put the croissant in her school bag. The next morning, however, Dad was very angry. What was in that coffee, said Dad. Coffee, they said. That coffee kept me up all night. That's what coffee's supposed to do, said Margaret. It's not supposed to keep you up all night. It's supposed to keep you up for an hour or two. Dad stomped off to work. On the way to school, Margaret remembered something very important. The French teacher wasn't due to teach French again for another whole week because she'd had him yesterday. By the time she gave him the croissant, it would be really, really stale. A stale croissant would not make him fall in love with her. I think I'm going to go back to poetry, said Margaret. Then Egbert came out of his class and saw Margaret carrying the croissant. Who are you giving the croissant to, Egbert said. Oh, nobody. They're not here today. You can have it, she told him. I can have it. Egbert took the croissant, realising slowly what this had all been about. You know, I have Monsieur France today. Margaret turned to Egbert, her eyes wide. You have Monsieur France? Yes, said Egbert. Can you give the croissant to him? said Margaret. But you gave it to me, said Egbert. Please, Egbert. Egbert went into class and Monsieur France came in and Egbert gave him the croissant and said, My sister bought it for you. She wanted me to give it to you. What is it? said Monsieur France. It's a croissant, said Egbert. Monsieur France took one look at the croissant and gobbled it all up. Mon Dieu, that was the best croissant I have tasted since I came to this country, said Monsieur France. Where did you get it from? he said to Egbert. From the three black-haired, short-bobbed waitresses, said Egbert very nervously. I have never heard of this place. Where is it? I'm sure my sister could show you, said Egbert. So it was that Margaret took her French teacher and showed him where to buy croissants. Adeline saw Monsieur France and she said, Hmm, 
Nice man you have here, she said to Margaret. Oh, he's just my teacher, said Margaret. Oh, oui, 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 oui. I think he might be more than just a teacher. Oh, no, I am a French teacher. I come to teach French. Then you should teach her French love, said the French woman Adeline. Oh, no, 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 no. She is much too young, much too young. We are never too young to learn French love, said Adeline. Okay, said the French teacher. I will teach her French love. He got on his knees and he said to Adeline, You are the most beautiful woman I've seen all my time in Australia. Will you come to the café avec moi, s'il vous plaît? Je t'aime. What are you doing? What are you saying? said Adeline, and she took the French baguette and she knocked him on the head with it, and he fell on the floor unconscious. This is what we do in France when the men are silly. We take the French baguette and we hit them over the head, said Adeline. Here, let me show you again. No, said Margaret. No, no. What did you do to him? Did you kill him? Kill him? His head is so thick he wouldn't die if I kicked him with a wrecking ball. No, he is just a little bit asleep. I tell you what, we will wake him up. Put a little bit of coffee in a cup and put the smell of the coffee under his nose. So Margaret did as Adeline said. And then the French teacher woke up and looked at Margaret and said, I am in love. With me? said Margaret. Ugh! I am a French teacher. I cannot fall in love with my student. It is impossible. No, I am in love with this French woman here. She has so much strength. She has so much strength she was able to knock me out with just a little baguette. I will knock you out again, said Adeline, if you don't stop speaking such rubbish. This time the French teacher went down on two knees and he clasped his hands together and he said, Please, please, s'il vous plaît, please, come with me avec moi à la restaurant. Adeline got very upset. This is how you do it in a strange country. You show this young girl how terrible French men are. Stand up. Stand up on your own two feet and ask me properly. So the Frenchman got up on his feet. He said, I could never go out with anyone else but a French woman. And you are a true French woman. You will come with me to the park and we will have a beautiful picnic. Margaret began to cry. Oh la la, cried Adeline. Look at what you've done. You've made the little girl cry. I'm not little and I don't want to be here anymore said Margaret. Suddenly she hated her French teacher and she marched home and she went up to her attic bedroom and she took out her paper and she sat at her desk and she wrote, The bird banisheth in the sky. The bird is dead. The bird will be strung and feathers will be pulled from his breast and his heart will not pump and I will make sure that the bird falls into the deepest hell of where love cannot be returned. Once she had finished her poem, she signed it, Margaret. She went downstairs and she got an envelope and she wrote Monsieur France on it. The next day, she went to school and handed it to Monsieur France. Don't you ever come to my classroom again, Monsieur France. And she took out her baguette from her big bag behind her and she beat him with it. Egbert and Stephen watched as Monsieur France ran down the hallway out the front door and was never seen at the school again. Egbert knew exactly what he wanted Margaret to do. You'll write a poem for Amelia. You need to write it as if it was from me. What do you think I am? I can't just make up poems. You can. You can and you do. You gave that poem to Monsieur France and it scared him away. Now I want you to make Amelia love me. I am not some kind of love poet, said Margaret. 
That is exactly what you are, said Stephen. You're some kind of witchy, wacky, weird love poet. Margaret was so upset at Stephen calling her a witchy, wacky love poet that she marched home, went upstairs to her bedroom, pulled out another beautiful cream piece of paper and began to write to Amelia. Amelia got the letter later that afternoon. She came racing round to Egbert's house. She had a very long baguette in her bag. What is the meaning of this letter? She said to Egbert. Well, it's just that I um, wanted you to know um, how much I um, am thinking you're okay, said Egbert. I'm okay, said Amelia. It says here that you love me from the tips of my toes up to my hairy head. Does it? said Egbert. Yes, and it also says you love me from the bottom of the hem of my dress up to the knits living in my eyebrows. What? said Egbert. It also says you love me from the chewing gum you know is stuck to my shoe right up to the dandruff that falls on my shoulders. What? said Egbert. I will never be your girlfriend again, said Amelia, and she threw the poem at Egbert. Egbert picked up the paper, but it also said that his heart was hers and his soul was hers and he would fly to the sky for her. I said a lot of nice things, said Egbert, but the truth is, I didn't write it. You didn't write it? said Amelia. No, I asked Margaret to write it because I thought she was pretty good at poetry. But now that I read this, I think that she actually stinks. I don't know why I asked her to write it. Well, if you didn't write it, then that's okay, said Amelia. She took out her baguette and hit him across the side of the head. That's forgetting someone else to write your poetry, said Amelia. Never do it again. I won't, said Egbert, and they went outside to play basketball. The next time that Margaret had French, a new French teacher came in. She had a black bobbed haircut that was slightly too short and she carried a fresh bag of croissants in her bag and she said, Nasty children, what do you want to learn?'